Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Anil Polat, Fox Nomad. Welcome and thanks for listening. There's a whole bunch of things to get into in today's episode, and I'm really excited about it. I've got a guest, Brian Sajik, coming up. We're going to talk all things about DJI, which just released one of the most amazing drones that I have seen probably ever. And also all things iOS, because a lot has been happening rather quietly on the Apple side, but there is a lot to talk about. He's our Apple iOS sort of guru uh, guest, so I'm looking forward to talking to him about that. But first, I did want to get into a couple of things that have happened since the last episode, a couple of videos that are up. First one is uh, there's a review. First of all, talking about Apple, if you don't know about the Apple Red program, uh, I've made a video about how that works, why you might want to buy Apple Red products, and how much of the purchase from an Apple Red product goes to AIDS research, and now lately, or more recently, going to COVID-19 research. So if you buy an iPhone Red SE or an iPhone Red, you know, iPhone Red 11, you can find out how much of your uh, how much of your purchase is actually going as a donation. And uh, spoiler alert, it's it's not a lot, but maybe it adds up in bulk based on the total number of sales. So yeah, anyway, check that out. Um, also got a review, two reviews up on the DJI Osmo Action. One was a review that didn't account for a couple of firmware updates, mainly three firmware updates or three things that were addressed with firmware updates because I sat on that footage for quite a long time and it needed some updates. So those updates are in a second follow-up video, which account for the firmware updates. And uh, that's what happens when you when you wait just a couple of weeks to put out a video. It's not it's not good and I'm not going to wait that long again. But, you know, we're, we're living that quarantine life. Um, and then lastly, I've got the DJI Mavic Air 2 first impressions review up about that drone. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. But to start this out today, I wanted to go over a behind the scenes of a video that I shot earlier this year before Corona lockdown and everything like that. It is actually another sequel. So I guess I've put out a couple of sequels to videos this month. And it's a sequel to the first video that I shot three years ago, which was what happens if you say yes to every scam in India. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about where that idea came from and all the behind the scenes stuff that didn't make it into those videos because we were shooting with the most conspicuous hidden camera of all time. And, uh, it, it's not easy to capture everything when, well, let me just explain. So, so three years ago on my, I don't know, 20th trip to India. I mean, it's close to 20 now that I've been to India over the last 15 years or so. So I've been to India a bunch of times and I was there with my friend, uh, Derek Barron, who's the guest on last week's podcast. So we were there and, uh, he runs tours there. And uh, so I was there and we met up. And as you walk around in, in India, like it's, it's pretty obvious that you're foreign. It's, it pretty much sticks out at least when I'm there and he's there. And, and with so many people in these large cities, you're going to get scammers. Like it's just, it's just how it works. Right. And so people approach you and in the beginning, if it's your first trip to India, like that can be overwhelming. Just the sheer number of people can be overwhelming. But once you've been doing it long enough, you realize that it's nothing, you know, you just know how to handle it. And you can really like brush people off in like two seconds. Whereas people who are not as familiar, who haven't been there as long, 
or just visiting maybe on their first time have this like that that two seconds for an experienced traveler in India is going to take probably a couple minutes or at least more aggravation for somebody who's not familiar with it. But after like 15 times there, it's uh, it's pretty easy to to handle. And you can start to have some fun with it. You know what the scams are. You know when people come up to you and you can see scammers right away. You, you kind of know what the main scams are. And so I decided three years ago, like, why don't we just rig up like a, why don't we re record it all and say yes to everybody who comes up to us? And um, a couple of reasons why that, idea can work in India is because most of the scams are fairly harmless. So they're not, I would say, you know, and I'm saying this as a, as a, as a male, I don't know if, 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 uh, you know, this would work as a solo female traveler, if it's the brightest idea, but when you've got two knuckleheads like Derek and I, you know, we, we went along with it. So most of the scams there are going to be like, I'll take you to a shop or I'll take you to a tourist center and you end up spending money, I guess that you wouldn't have, or you get ripped off. But it's nothing that's going to really typically end in violence. So there are a lot of countries in the world where I would not do this because saying yes to these scams could easily get you in a situation where you are just really, you know, in danger. But in India, especially when you have, when you know it so well, you know that that's not going to be the case. And most is going to just turn out to be a hassle. And well, we set, a time, we set, aside, a, we set aside time for that hassle. So two years ago, we said yes to every scam in Varanasi, which is a very holy city in India for Hindus. And Varanasi is this kind of, it's not like a, it's its crowded, but it's not like a bustling metropolis, you know? So it's a little bit different. There are places, I'd say it's more laid back in a weird way compared to the second video we did, which was in New Delhi. Um, and so the scams were a lot more, kind of fun, you, you know, and the funny thing about this in the first scams video, I literally had my whole, like my DSLR with a microphone on top in my hand the whole time. It was like the least conspicuous. It was the most conspicuous, like hidden camera setup you could possibly have. And I think people just had fun with it and nobody really cared. And it was the kind of scams, like, like getting massaged on the street and then getting asked for money or you see a lot of tourists getting roped into get, getting a shave on the by the gats or something like that. So it was pretty harmless and it was mostly a funny video. So with this in mind, I decided earlier this year, it is something I'd been wanting to do, trying to trying to coordinate when Derek would be in India as well, to do a follow-up to this scams video. So the first scams video was viewed by almost close to 800,000 times. So it was really popular. It's very controversial. And it was just a lot of fun to shoot. So I wanted to do it again. We ended up doing it again in New Delhi. So this was earlier in this year and I wanted to give you some behind the scenes. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, I really recommend that you check it out because a lot of this will make more sense. But what we did was I was like, all right, I've got to make this scams video just a lot, a lot better. Like this is version 2.0, we got to go smarter. So I went with a GoPro setup Again, with a microphone on top, but a smaller microphone. So I had a Rode Video Micro uh, on a small tripod, monopod extension that has a tripod like you know, on the bottom, but it's pretty small. It I thought it was less conspicuous than the DSLR with camera, but this time around, everybody seemed to notice it. And also, you know, I had this camera, I was shooting it basically upside down. So like up my nose kind of as, as the angle. 
But so when people would come up to us, I have to kind of turn the microphone slightly towards them. Looking back on it now, I should have probably just tried to put the camera like on my backpack strap or something, but I just couldn't figure out a way to do that reasonably and have the camera both record all the video and sound and not like fall out. Uh, so the first, actually, the first time that we tried this, I forgot to turn off the indicator lights on the GoPro. So everybody was just, all the people that came up to us, we were in Kanat Place, which is kind of like a, it's like the, I guess the center of New Delhi. It's one of the big, one of the centers of New Delhi. So it's kind of got, it's like posh side. There's a park there. We've got all kinds of people. We've got all kinds of different levels and it. For a scammer, it's a great place to be because you've got tourists there. You've got Indians with money. There's just a whole bunch of people to scam. Like, you, you know, it's, it's a great place for, for a scammer to be. Um, and so we had this, this setup and we we're like, well, let's give it a dry run. So I'm walking around, people come up to us, you know, they're just like, it's always starts with almost 99% of the time. It starts with, hi, where are you from? That's almost always the first thing and if you want to do a little uh, easy version of this come up with some crazy country like say you can make up a country and you can be sure that whatever country you just made up that scammer has heard of that country and they might even know somebody from that country ironically enough so if you know somebody from i don't know wakanda istan they, they probably know somebody from there just random coincidence i'm sure so we walk out the first time we're doing this dry run People are coming up to us and asking us, like, where are you from? You know, that kind of stuff. And we're just going along with it. And they're all looking at the camera. Like, it's it's down by my knee, kind of. It's, like, in my arm, down, facing up. But I didn't realize that the indicator lights were on on the first time. So it's got, this, like, this bright red bl blinking light on the front. So everybody's like, are you videoing me? I'm like, no, no, of course not. I would never video you, Mr. Scammer, sir. And they were like, okay. So they kind of went along with it, but they were more sort of just cautious and it didn't really work out so we'd get guys that would just kind of follow but i think i was we were really focused on trying to get the camera set up right and the scammers could see we weren't interested and i, I don't know just from a point of view of they could tell that we knew what was coming and, and it was more difficult it was like in the first video it was hard to get scammed it really was difficult to get scammed i think they could see that we there's just something that you you do when you're in a place like that, that you know, you just brush it off. I mean, I'm sure if you're from like New York City, I mean, there's plenty of scams in New York. If you're from the city, you just know how to brush off like the all the insane people that are running around, all the scams, all the crazy stuff that happens in New York. New Yorkers seem to just brush that off. To, whereas, whereas to me, it seems like it's like an episode of, it's like Mad Max, the sequel, you know, like parts of New York are, are pretty insane, but New Yorkers just brush that off. I'm sure the same can be said about most major cities in the world, but, and this, that, that goes for India as well. So I think the scammers were a little bit bored and we were like, all right, what's going wrong? So we adjusted the indicator lights. So the, the, the lights were turned off on the GoPro, which is a feature. If you don't know, you can turn off the indicator lights. Um, so we turned those off and we start walking around and I said, let's look more lost. I said, we're, we're just walking through here. Like we're just like a ninja, just like <clears throat> cutting through those Connaught plays, just going through the alleys and stuff. And we're so familiar with it that I, I, we're not looking, you know, we're just talking like you would talk down any street in by your home. So I was like, all right. So I start literally just start looking around <laughs> like I had never seen the place, like just looking around, 
you have pretty bad acting skills but really just looking around like looking up especially that's something that i've noticed that you don't do in a place that you know you never look up it's so rare like imagine that like where you are right now like in your home city town wherever you live work whatever like how often do you look up like do you look up at the buildings or look up at the i mean like okay maybe if you're in a place that's not like a city with you know big buildings around but like think about that like normally we're just looking like either down at our phone or like left right like on the horizon but we never look up so i think that's one thing that i notice now is like even in istanbul like you see that with people with their chins kind of go up this kind of a weird face posture they're looking up what are they looking up at what's that things like i would never do I wouldn't, you know you don't really look up unless there's something to look up at but for a foreigner for for a tourist everything is new so everything is worth looking at and so your 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 brain is sort of putting this map together so once we started doing that oh man the scammers come up to us left and right and the first guy that we actually caught on video was this guy who came up to us and he man he looked like i mean you can look in the video that, that dude looked like nothing but trouble like if, if you would google like indian scammer like that guy's face should come up and hell you know he's in my video so maybe google could would pick that up i don't know but the guy definitely was wearing like a black jacket like well a dark blue jacket he had like a i think a dark blue or black turban black pants i mean it, the guy just looked like 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 not a nice guy so he comes up to us and starts talking to us where are you guys from what are you guys doing da 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 and a lot of so a lot of the problem with the audio with this guy was something that I was aware of at the time but I couldn't really fix so he was facing so I was like facing the the shops on Connaught Place so I have shops behind me so I've got kind of like a, a wall or a storefront behind me and he is facing the street and there's a lot of like traffic and india's loud anyway and new delhi is just crazy loud there's beeping cars all that stuff motorbikes and whatever and so when i shift the microphone over to him i'm not only capturing what he's saying because i can't you know i can't put the microphone right up in his face so i'm basically shooting up with this microphone that that's kind of it's pickup pattern is kind of directional but it's also got this wider pickup so it picks up sounds that are on the sides and everything so it's not ideal and because you've got all this traffic behind him it's picking up all these cars it's picking up all this noise and i did my best to remove that in post-production and i added subtitles to the footage that i could use from that to help all of you understand what was going on but a lot of it was just simply like not recoverable had to go off memory i had to go off of really just bad audio as well so i was just like listening to terrible audio that i really couldn't put in the video it would destroy your ears but i destroyed my ears for you so this guy is talking first thing he says you know where you're from all that stuff how long have you been here which is common and we said obviously it's our first time we've never been there where are you gonna go oh you know usual agra taj mahal you know maybe go up to jaipur which is like the usual triangle for a lot of tourists scammers are pretty aware of that so we did all that um the guy and then the guy looks down at the cameras like are you recording me it's like no not recording you at all and uh so he's talking and he's like you, you should get a driver i'll take you to this shop and da 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 and we're like okay so we go right along with it which i'll tell you this 100 percent in india if a guy comes up to you wants to take you somewhere don't follow like easy advice like i think it's pretty standard advice but like just you know go to where you're going and don't follow people like 
unfortunately, nine times out of 10, it's going to be a scam and it's going to put you in a crappy situation. So you just don't do it. We're idiots. So we were like, okay, we're going to say yes to everybody who came up to us today. And I could see Derek's face was like, oh man, I don't know. And I was like, hey, giving that look, like we committed to this. We're going to say yes to everybody. And we did for hours. We said yes. And so with this guy, we went and he's talking to us and he's like suspicious in the microphone. And <clears throat> so I'm kind of walking behind him. So Derek is like next to him and I'm kind of like behind him, which is like the worst place to get audio. And he's just talking and, and just like loads of just nonsense is coming out of his mouth, like loads of just lies, you know, fake stuff. It was pretty amusing. Like you're like, okay, this guy's trying to scam us. But for us, we felt like it was amusing because, you know, like, we're going to just bail out of this when we, when we feel like it. And so we're going and we're getting closer to the shop. And then we go, you know, we look at each other and we're like, all right, this is the time to bail. Cause if we go into this, this store or shop or, or house with him, it could get bad. We could get cornered and it, it could, you know, it was beyond the, the limits of intelligence or we could just be there for hours and just arguing. And we decided to bail. And so we just turned around and said, thanks. And we left. And the guy got pretty aggressive, was yelling at us. Um, that, that really didn't make it in the video, but he's just screaming. Like, he's just yelling at us. Like, ah, da, da, da. and then he's like, I didn't cheat you. I didn't do da, 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 da. Like, he's just flipping out. And we're like, all right. And in the video, I realized if you watch the scams video, it looks like we're running away, but we're not. We're just walking at normal pace. But the camera was just by my knee. So it just, you know, and with that wide angle with the GoPro, it just looks like my knee is like flying back and forth. But we're just calmly walking away. But the guy's like literally just screaming at us and he's trying to make a scene. So he's like, I didn't scam you, da, 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 you know. And we're like, all right, so let's get away from this guy because we don't know who else is going to show up. Like he's alone, but we don't know if he's working with other people. And, uh, you know, so we walk away. And then we're going around and we start filming some other cool stuff that's around there. Like there's an alternative to, to beetle nut, which is like a kind of like this red tobacco paste thing that people chew. And it's basically leaves you with no teeth it leaves you with no teeth and red spit it's pretty disgusting and pretty terrible for your health but there's a place where that makes like a healthy version of it which is no tobacco it's actually made of candy which is okay maybe not good great for your teeth but it's definitely better for your teeth and so you eat that and we were there shooting that we walk around we went to like a small coffee place that has replaced this great little shop that was there and so on and anyway while we're just vlogging into the camera we've i think we've, we were away from the guy for like probably like a solid 20 minutes uh, and cut up place is pretty massive so as we're vlogging the guy comes up to us and then you can see a little bit of that in the videos he comes up to us and he's like oh, were you recording me you know we're like no we're not recording and then the guy's like i want to see the camera i want to see you and we're like no like you're not touching the camera and a lot of this didn't make it on on film but like so I put the camera down. I could see in the guy's face, he was really sizing us up. So like I was looking at him. And so he's maybe like two or three centimeters taller than me. Um, and Derek is taller than him. And Derek's at like a 45 degree angle from the guy. And I'm like directly in front of him. And I could see the guy like sizing us up. Like he, it was one of those looks I've seen uh, multiple times in my life where you can see in somebody's eyes that they're calculating whether or not they want to make this a physical interaction. So I've got the camera in my ha one hand and I'm thinking, so, you know, my hand kind of goes down. So it's in my right hand. So I've got my left hand free. 
I'm thinking he's gonna like he's gives this look like you know he's he's looking at us and at some point you can just like you see his mental processes like he's like all right there's two of them there's no way this is going to turn out good for me and we are like it's the middle of the day and we're like open on the street you know we're completely in public but at the same time like i'm sure if we got into a fight with this guy like you know and the, the cops show up or maybe his friends show up we don't know it's not gonna it's not gonna be a good look like when like two foreigners are just beating up like a local and it's not gonna that's not gonna go down well right so it's a situation that you just want to completely avoid at the same time the guy's like screaming at us and like flipping out and he's in front of us and i'm thinking all right but at some point the calculation in his eyes changes and it's like all right these two guys like there's two on one that's not good and he starts kind of looking at me and I'm like, he's going to go for the camera. He's going to go for the camera. And uh, I maybe uh, provide some verbal uh, feedback uh, to him as well, which didn't make it into the video mostly because the microphone didn't pick it up. But uh, I, I would say there was just this uh, escalation of the tension uh, of our conversation that increased there. Um, so I was waiting for him to make a swipe at it. He really looked like it. You could just see it. You could see it calculating the camera was just like far enough away that he would have to kind of lunge at it. And if he lunged at it, like, I don't know what was going to happen, but he was just making that calculation. It was right up in my face too, at one point. And uh, so I was just kind of like backing off. And then I think he felt cornered and he's just screamed more. And we just walked away and he just was like screaming at us. And he was like, I'm not the scammer in that video. I'm not cheating you. I'm not da, 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 da. And he was just screaming at us. Um, which I thought was kind of like fun. I mean, it was kind of exciting. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me. Don't do this. But for me, it was just like kind of interesting. It was interesting contrasting that to Varanasi. Um, you know, in New Delhi, I felt there was definitely this increase of the aggression level. Um, so anyway, I wanted to give you a little bit of the behind the scenes and just wrap it up with a small coda that I added to the end of that video as well which was we filmed all this for hours. We're out in New Delhi. We got scammed by basically everybody. A guy wanted to clean my ears. I was like, which is not a scam. It's something that people do. But dude, if you could see the the thing that he wanted to clean my ear with, it had like probably a decade worth of earwax on it. It was the grossest thing I've ever seen. So that was an easy no. And uh, yeah, but uh, it was very interesting. So if you're going to India anytime soon after all this pandemic lockdown, whatever, some things to keep an eye out for. Definitely check out the video. Um, you've, I hope you'll find it entertaining. It was a lot of fun to shoot. You know, who knows? We might do a follow up there again, or, or maybe take that on the road somewhere else. I might, I might film that somewhere else when we can all travel again. And we're back with Brian. Hey, Brian. <laughs> hey, Arno. How's it going? Good. Good. Um, so I wanted to jump right into DJI stuff. Uh, you you went to the, I guess you went, you you were supposed to attend the DJI event, but uh, yeah. it sounds like it wasn't really like an event or? No, so um, there was this long countdown on their website. And so reloaded the page right when the countdown happened. And it just, it just like brought you to a website on the Mavic Air 2. Whereas I think a lot of people were expecting a live stream. So um I don't, I mean, I don't mind. All the information was there on the website, but a live stream would have been nice, of course. Was it like a, like a video or, I mean, how did they present the information? So, yeah. So the first thing you saw was, it was like a screen that was said, you know, up your game. And then there was a video that basically, um, 
that basically introduced the Mavic Air 2. And then there's all there after that was like a whole website um, on the Mavic Air 2. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess uh, Corona times, but I, I was kind of expecting something more. I mean, they, they pretty much like totally leaked it anyway. I mean, I think everybody yeah. knew it was going to be the Mavic Air 2, but it's kind of a little disappointing, I guess, not to get some sort of event, like announce something, yeah. but. For sure. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, what, what can you do? I guess, I guess, I mean, I guess they didn't want to do something like on Zoom or, or otherwise, but they still could have done sort some sort of like live screen something with just like an audio of someone talking live yeah. or something, you know? Yeah, I was expecting some more like updates to like the Osmo Action or some other updates, but I, yeah. I have to say that the the Air 2 just kind of blew me away. Like, like yeah, it's yeah. like it's not even worth comparing it to the Air 1. Like it's so light years ahead of the Air 1, which is kind of a yeah. disappointment anyway. Mm -hmm. Seriously, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was, it's really like you got to compare it to the Mavic Pro 2. As this is yeah. really the closest thing. I mean, and the price is like just, I mean, incredible for all that you're getting. I, I really, I mean, that is, an, it's cheaper than an iPhone 11 Pro. I mean, really. Yeah. And it's you know, 35, 34 minutes of battery life. It's smaller yeah. than the Mavic Pro. I mean, yeah, I can't get, I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. I think it's going to replace my Mavic Pro. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't see any reason to have a Mavic Pro really when you have a smaller drone that can pretty much do everything except the sensor. I think the sensor is the real big difference. It's like one inch sensor to half inch sensor, but you know, like, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, if that, if it reaches a point where it's like, you're going to be, you know, well, once you're a good enough pilot, like you just gotta, it, it won't, the sensor, I mean, the sensor will help, but you know, it's like, you're still controlling it and you, there's no need for the pro and, or to spend money on the pro, especially if you don't already have it and you're looking for a new drone, like the, the air two is just perfect. Yeah. Like, and also like for me, like when I take drone footage, like I get it, like, you know, having a high resolution on a drone has a lot of advantages. Like you can zoom in, I guess, like you get more pixels or whatever, but then you get more dynamic range and all that stuff. But for drone footage, it's usually like background footage. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, it's, it's all B roll. So Right. I don't know. And I mean, it's a, it's, it's a lot. I mean, I, it's like 25% smaller than the pro. So I, I think it's just like a no brainer to get it right. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, all that it, 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 it encapsulates in such a small device. Like it, there's no, there, there is no comparison. I think that, yeah, again, it's like, no one's going to be pausing on the video and like zooming in to see like, a grain of sand in a desert you know what i mean but even the because it is just like sort of background footage or like setting a scene in a vlog or something like that you know it's not ever generally like the main focus of like a um of, of videos um and and even so like the the the, the air too still is going to have amazing amazing quality and i think and like when it comes to like drone footage you know like you need a lot of light i mean in low light those any of the most of the drones at least the like consumer level like the mavic pro and down they're just terrible like low light terrible sunset kind of not so terrible but it you, you don't i mean because the the lens is so small the aperture is just so small that you it's not really good for like low light situations so you mostly but, and 
and you can't really like fly when it's raining really either. So like you, you're going to be flying in probably pretty decent weather, like good lighting conditions, decent weather. You know, I, I don't feel like you're going to really push the dynamic range. I mean, for most people, like, yeah, there are going to be some people, but then I think the Mavic, Pro, I still think the Mavic Pro 2 is like, just became kind of a dinosaur. Like, Yeah, yeah, yes. There's, there's no need for it. There's no, there's, I mean, I mean, of course, some people are going to want the, the, the biggest and the best, but this is and, a great option. And you have the Zoom, like the Mavic Pro 2 Zoom. So, I mean, I think what mm. DJI is going to end up doing is going to have to make the Mavic Pro a lot better. Like they're going to have to come out with the one this year and they're going to have to make it like, I, I don't know. It's just significantly something for another, for other people, you know, for like, I guess, movie makers, you know, whatever, but Good. something that, yeah, I mean, there's no need for, for people like who aren't, I don't know, who aren't doing something like so, so specific and professional that are going to need anything more than the air too yeah and i think the form factor they've got it set now because pretty much all their drones like the mavic mini except the spark but pretty much mavic mini the air 2 the mavic pro 2 pro 2 zoom they all have the same like folding arm mechanism so i think they've settled in on like this is a design that works uh we can tweak this design and we're going to stick with it they've gotten rid of all the other like they, the mavic air one was a different design it didn't work like at all um, sure. had connectivity issues and stuff. So um, yeah, this is a big, big jump and it has a couple of other features. Like, did you see anything that jumped out at you like feature wise? Um, I think one of the things that I thought was really cool. Um, oh, what was it? I think it was the, like the HDR, what, how they showed that in the video was really clear. I think having that like automatically built in is going to be super helpful, especially for photos um just because like hdr is like super helpful obviously on photos and especially like when you're flying high and there's like a lot of different like lighting conditions i think that having that built in is going to be really helpful um and that that includes like the the new like whole smart photo you know integration with this device um i think the the 8k hyperlapse is really cool that's something i love watching hyperlapses and i think that that having that feature in such high quality is going to be it's going to be amazing all of the focus track upgrades i mean there's just nothing bad about it there's just everything is just going to be so seamless and and perfect it seems um yeah yeah i wonder like what kind of growing pains it's going to have i mean I, i'm as you know i am super locked down like i i can't forget about leaving the country i can't leave the city i can't even leave my apartment this weekend literally so um but I think, like, I want to get my hands on this drone to test it out. But I, I'm going to guess, I feel like the Mavic Mini was kind of the blueprint for this drone. Mm -hmm. So unless it's got, like, some kind of major, like, flaw that they need to fix or something like that, it, it's pretty solid. I think the choice for most people is between the Mavic Air 2 and the Mavic Mini, which is, I want to say it's 399 I mean, I can't look it up. But mm, I think I that's think the so. bigger choice for most people. Yeah, for sure. And I like sure. the sensors that the two things stuck out at me, the air sense, which lets you know if there are any aircraft in the area. Mm -hmm. um, 
and the the sensors it has sensors on the front the bottom and the back which is super useful yeah yeah and i think the only other their only other device that i mean i think one of their one of their other drones has like top sensors and like that's to have i think that the air only had front and back sensors so to have the down sensors is so important it's almost oh, yeah. shocking that they come with it to start you know those sensors are i mean i have crashed my drones more than a few times i've destroyed a few <laughs> i've gone through a few drones but like the yeah. sensors make such a huge difference especially going backwards um yeah because a lot of people like they don't it's like backing up a car it's like you don't think of the same way like when the drone is going forward you can see see it on the camera it's like easier to like orient yourself and and whatever but then when you start going into like backwards and you don't have the when you're looking you know you're looking at the screen uh it can really like throw you off and you just smash it into something yeah 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 it'll, it'll the, be super i just looked up yeah mavic mini is 399 so yeah i think it really comes down to the physical like hardware like do you need that range do you want that like six mile 10 kilometer range which is like pretty insane for a drone like you can fly yeah, yeah. and still stream what was it, it was like 1080p um yeah. video like that i mean that is super incredible yeah so i mean i know you don't have a drone and probably drone is not like on the top of your gear list i don't know is it but <laughs> no, it is not no but i think they're cool i don't think i could fly them in chicago i'll check your app to check <laughs> um drone mate yeah, brought to you by drone mate um <laughs> but like so if you were gonna get one a drone like and you could you know you could fly it let's say which one do you think you'd go for oh i th i think if i'm like deciding on on buying a drone and I, if I'm making that choice, then I'm going to know it's going to be an investment. And I think I would just rather just get the, the Air 2 for double the price of the Mini. Um, you know, I just think, I think all of the features, and I think those sensors are super important because, okay, you buy a drone and then you crash it, as most people do when they first get it. Yep. But with, you know, with the, all these sensors and these features, it'd be, it'd be a lot easier to avoid something like that happening. And I think, I would rather just invest in something that's really, really solid. Not saying that the mini's not, but um, some something that's just super upgraded, new, has all the sensors, mm -hmm. is still cheaper than the phone I used. You know what I mean? I just can't get over that. I mean, I have to. So there's like two things that come to mind. Like DJI, DJI is really good about like firmware updates and like keeping their products like up to date. And they don't release. Like I just did a review of the Osmo Action. They don't release things like on a yearly cycle, you know, like it's been two years since the Mavic Air 1 and this 2. And then I think there was like two years between the Pro, Mavic Pro 1 and 2. So, you know, they generally build stuff that's more future-proof. Like I'm still using the Pro, Mavic Pro 1. So that's still my main drone. And it's totally, like totally fine for something that has, I don't know how many hundreds of hours of flight time that thing has and all over the world it's still an amazing drum. It still shoots great. The only thing that I would change about it is the size. That's the main thing. And yeah. the battery life. That would be nice. And a Mavic mm -hmm. Air, I think, just fits. 
What is the battery life on your Pro? Remind me. It's technically 28 minutes, um, but it generally like comes down to 20. Um, mm -hmm. So like, and also like with a drone, like it's 34 minutes, when you get less than 20% of the battery life, the drone is designed to fly back home. It's not going to let you do stuff. Right. So if it says 34 minutes, so like on my Mavic, it's 28, but it's really like 20. You can't really fly it in those last few minutes at all because it's just beeping at you. So it's not bad. 20 minutes is usually more than enough. Right, but for sure. if you want to get somewhere far away, like if you were going to, let's say, fly it over the Taj Mahal, which is totally not allowed from your hotel. That's totally <laughs> not allowed. But if you were going to do that, you would need to like, you know, send it, send the drone in sport mode as fast as you can to get over there, get the footage you want, and then get it back. So if you've got that range on the remote, you need that range on the battery. So yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. Um, all right. So uh, I think, I think we've got a really good drone. I think it's a replacement drone. I think it's the travel drone for most people. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I also wanted to talk some Apple stuff. Yes. So I don't know where to get into this first. Do we, let, let's talk iPhone SE. Let, let, let's yeah. talk about that. I, yeah. I, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, I know you're a huge, huge Apple fan. So, I mean, I don't know. My initial thoughts are the price. Like, this is the first thing that jumps out at me. I'm like, Apple just made a phone that's $399, like a new phone that's $399. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Same. I, I, I mean, when we all, we all knew the, the SC, some sort of rumor phone like that was going to come out. Um, but I, I, at that point I was like, I don't see the point. Like I just, they already have the 11, which is already at a good price point. Um, not the 11 pro, but the, the 11, which is already a good price point, sort of more of a budget option. Um, and so I was like, I don't really see the point. And then the price dropped. And I mean, I mean, I, I think everyone's jaw just dropped to the floor. I mean, that is, is incredible. And I think that this is really like Apple's plan to like have everyone to have an iPhone and it, it because you know, of course, you can get Android phones for cheaper, um, Android running phones for, for for generally cheaper, unless you're getting like you know a Samsung Galaxy. But um, it's just like four hundred dollars for an Apple iPhone, brand new with the fastest smart, the fastest chip in a smartphone. I mean, you can't beat it. You really can't. Yeah, I mean, it's the same chip that's in the iPhone 11 Pro which is kind of nuts. It, it's like putting a Lamborghini engine into like a Honda Civic body. It really is yeah. like this super powered phone. And I think what you said is really key. That's the thing I got out of it. I think Apple has carved out its space in the high-end phone game. Like mm -hmm. when you think high-end phone, like flagship phone, Apple is like its own thing. And then, yeah, there's Samsung. And then, you know, you've got maybe like, uh, who else is up there? It's really Apple and Samsung. Uh, maybe in China, Huawei. And then you've yeah. got kind of like OnePlus just released a phone that's in that area. But yeah, Apple is pretty much, yeah, but Apple is pretty much like the status, right? So, but now they've got a $1,299 phone, a $1,000 phone. You've got like the X and the XR, which I think they're still selling new. That's like what, $799, $899. Mm -hmm. 
and I get the 399 phone. And I think the, the mentality is, I mean, they're recycling the parts, right? Like it's an iPhone eight body. That's what, that's right. what it is. But I think if you get that 399 phone, it's kind of like I have this luxury item without getting the luxury price. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there are people, I mean, I know a lot of people who want an iPhone, but they just don't want to spend that much on, on, on a phone. And, and I totally get it. And now, you know, they'll be able to get an iPhone and it's, yeah, exactly. It's like a luxury brand, essentially. And a, and a luxury device, really, it's not like the device is bad in any way for, for just significantly cheaper. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'll get you a solid day of battery life, like solid, you know, which I think is like the most important feature on a phone is like, you know, one of the most is the battery life. Like how long does the thing last? You get a full day, you've got the processing of the iPhone 11 Pro in it. So it's a fast thing. It's got the fingerprint uh, sensor, which, you know, I, I miss from the, the newer phones. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's got a smaller screen. I don't think most people care about bezels and screens. Like I think people like us who are like obsessed with tech do, but like right. from a lot of people, they don't care. It's not, it, it's not worth $700. Right, to have a sure. bezel-less screen, I think, for most people. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So, I don't know. Like, I think it's going to be their most successful phone. I, I think in terms of numbers sold, I think it's going to be their most successful phone. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. Yeah, people, I mean, I think it's going to be like a lot of, it's going to be a good, uh, like, kid's first phone, first smartphone kind of thing. It's going to be a lot of, like, Christmas gifts and birthday gifts, you know, for like the younger generation, just sort of getting into smartphones, even though most of them probably already have them at like age five. Um, but you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's going to sell like, like, like crazy. I think so. And I think you're going to see, I mean, I know there's the pixel three a, but that's pretty much, unless you're really invested, it's basically ecosystem stuff now. So like if you're an Android user, I don't know if the iPhone SE is going to make you jump, but it could. It really could, like yeah. Yeah. for a lot of people. So I think Google is going to have to come out with something really like a 4A, I guess, is rumored. So they pro probably come out in June. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to. I mean, that's the other thing. All of these competitors are either going to keep doing what they're doing and their sales are going to go down or they're going to have to match. Yeah. And I think it's a time right now where, a lot of people basically, you know, their income is like messed up. You know, the economy is not good anywhere. So I think Apple coming out with this phone at this price now, I don't know if they, I mean, I don't, you know, it would be interesting. I don't, I think the price was set probably months ago, maybe even before, but the timing of it is pretty good for them. I got to say, you know, like if they had released like a brand new iPhone right now, that's like 1300 bucks. I don't think they would get much traction, but oh, yeah, 399 sure. is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and same with their 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 new MacBook Air is is significantly less pricey than a lot of their other Macs, and you know, good timing. <laughs> yeah, and you just got one, right? So I did just get one. I'm talking to you on it right now. So let me ask you, since I, I'm again like locked away in no no tech review prison right now. Um, how's well? How's the keyboard? 
Oh, the keyboard. I love, love, love the keyboard. So I upgraded from a, an early 2015 MacBook Air. I think it was the last Air or MacBook to have like the light up logo, um, for, if that clarifies for anyone. Um, but it had it had like the, the keyboard that was not the new butterfly keyboard. It still had like the old, old keyboard. Um, so then, of course, like we've all tried tried that that new keyboard that debuted in just the plain MacBook and it's like super flat and like i actually kind of love typing on that one i don't know a lot of people hated it and what i realized after like using it before is that like it's really hard to like to tell where one key ends and the next key starts because it's all very flat and neither like none of the buttons go down um, none of the keys excuse me like go down a significant amount um but this one on this new macbook air is like a perfect blend between the two. It's more similar to the early 2015 MacBook Air keyboard, just like their normal keyboard that they had. Um, but I realized after typing on it, it's just more secure. It It's more like, uh, like the whole key is sort of like uniform and like one piece it feels like. Not that it didn't feel like that before, but it's sort of like you, you can press anywhere on the key and it'll the whole thing will go down like equally. And it just is it feels great. It makes a good sound. Like it's, it's a really, really good keyboard. And of course, backlit is super important. Yeah. And I mean, like I have the 2015 MacBook pro, like the last one that had the, the good keyboard, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the thing that keeps me from upgrading really until now. So when I'm going to get to the, the, the latest 16 inch, it's the keyboard. Cause it had so many problems with that old keyboard. It was like, you know, it, it, a little piece of dust would get in there and this keyboard is, useless and i think i don't know maybe it's like old man talking now but like i think having that tactile like feeling when you're typing especially if you write a lot like i, I spend i don't know how much of my day typing i love typing like on an ipad i don't i don't mind it at all like you know for me that's like that's like a star trek pad like i've been waiting for that my whole life when the first ipad came out i was like sweet yeah but there's yeah. something to be said for like typing on a on a keyboard where you can like actually kind of feel that you're typing and this may sound weird but i also think it causes you to write a little bit slower and doing that helps you think about what you're writing Th yeah. that's just a total theory on my part but i think it does it gives your brain like a little bit of processing time mm -hmm. i think you know yeah yeah i mean for sure and it's different for everybody what but i think that the old the the new the old new keyboard, not the magic keyboard, um, the the one that debuted the butterfly mechanism. I think that sort of just felt like a, a cop out, and it, it sort of made the devices feel cheap. When you know it's not cheap, your bank account knows it's not cheap either. You know, it's like yeah. And then this new MacBook Air is what like nine ninety nine. Starts at nine ninety nine um, for the dual core, um, but for a only a hundred dollars more, you can get the quad core, um, which I did, and I actually I. I'm a college student, so I, um, you can go to their education website. And so, I mean, just to think, I know it's their education pricing, but just to think that um, there's a brand new MacBook Air that can start at $899 for some people is just like really, really cool. So I ended up, it was like $999 um, with my upgrade and the student discount. Um, and I, I read a lot of things and saw a lot of things about, um, about them saying that the cooling on the quad core um macbook air like the the way the fans are set up in in the computer is like 
not ideal for cooling the um the the board and so i and so a lot of people were like it since the quad core is there it they uh the computer like uses it a lot just for basic tasks when it doesn't really need to and then it overheats and then your fans are running just from like watching youtube you know kind of thing and so i i watched all those videos after i placed the order and i was like oh god okay let's see how this goes i've had it um of course for like a couple weeks now and and I mean, of course, when when I'm playing like Minecraft, or if I have like iMovie running and I have three YouTube videos open and I and I'm on a Zoom call, which happens way too frequently, um, like it, yeah, of course it's gonna run. Like you know, the the fans are gonna go. But other than that, like I haven't really realized or I haven't really noticed it being like as bad as as some people have said um i've also seen videos like debunking other people's videos where they're like it's not actually that bad like don't listen to this youtuber <laughs> and i'm like okay um but i think it's an amazing i mean the speakers are amazing microphones are great um keyboard is amazing trackpad it's my first time with the force touch trackpad absolutely love it the screen is incredible i it's just a perfect computer <laughs> i i you know and the thing about I mean, I know in the pro line up until like last year, they had problems with throttling and stuff. And I don't know if that's the case on the MacBook Air, but like if if you've never used an Apple MacBook period, uh, they're loud. Like if when I render a YouTube video, like mine sounds like a rocket ship. It literally is like crazy loud. And I'm just waiting for it to like catch fire and explode every time. I know. You know, but like at the same time, you know, like that's, that's pretty intensive work for a computer. Like I'm rendering like 4k massive, like clips, the file sizes are, are crazy. And, you know, Apple has made that choice. Like they're going to make the computers pretty, right? Like it's all about design and they could make the, the, them more aerodynamic and efficient, which I think, which is why they might be going to this arm chip. I don't know. Have you heard that rumor? I have heard that rumor and I think it's going to happen. So for people who don't know, so basically now on MacBook Pro, the Air, I think the regular MacBooks are all using Intel chips, right? So Apple doesn't make their own chip. Intel makes the chip. Um, There is this other chip called an ARM chip, which Apple uses for their iPad Pro. And there are a couple of advantages to it. One, Apple would make it so they'd control the, the production line, they'd control the price. But the main thing is it would be, they are optimized. Like if you make your chip, you can optimize it for your computer, right? So like you're making a MacBook Air, a Pro, whatever, you can design the chip for that. And the battery life, they're now rumored like it's going to be in the Mac, the next MacBook, not Pro, but just MacBook. And people are like speculating it's going to get like 20 hours of battery life. So I think that's exciting, but I think the MacBook Air would also be like a really good candidate for an ARM chip, no? I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's it's not designed for, you know, for people who are doing like crazy editing and like making whole movies and, and, and all this stuff. It's not designed for that. It's not. Can it can it handle like your iMovie and, and, and Minecraft and, and other things that take a yeah. lot of memory? Like, yeah, of course. Um, but I think the I think the arm chip would would work in a, in an air. I don't I don't know. I mean, unless they can develop something, which they of course I 
I believe Apple could eventually, unless they develop something that is super suitable for the pro, they, they better, you know, keep it how it is until they have something that is perfect. Because my only worry with this huge transition is that in the meantime, while they're not in the meantime, while they, the, the first debut of the arm chip, I, I'm just worried those, whatever those MacBooks are, pros, airs, just plain MacBooks are going to lack something in some way that mm -hmm. they're not going to realize until people already have it. And then, and then what, you know? Yeah. So for me, like, I don't know if, if you, I just released two videos on the Osmo action. I plan to release one and I released two, like literally back to back. And the reason is because I did a review of the Osmo action and I had it in my hand earlier this year. So I, I just sat on that footage for like, like a long time. And I just put out the review. And in that time, there've been some firmware updates that have come out and I don't have the Osmo action in my hand. And anyway, the point of that video was you get all these updates and issues and problems and fixes when you get a first gen product. Like that's what you get when you get the first gen of anything. And right. for me, like the things I look for a lot, especially because, you know, I travel so much and I use, like if I have a laptop or what, like I just use the heck out of it till it dies. I need it to be durable, like, and reliable. You don't get that with first gen products. And I think, yeah, like if you got a, a pro, like if you had a MacBook pro or air or whatever with a, a chip change, I wouldn't get that, that one personally. Same, same. Like, like I would wait and I'm, I really want, I don't know if need is the right word, but like, I want to get the 2016, no, sorry, 2016, the 19, 19 inch, 2019, 16 inch MacBook pro. I really want it. it has no issues so far. Like I, ha I haven't heard anybody complaining about something, um, aside from this popping that you get doing audio cuts and whatever, but all, I think all the MacBook pros have that. The only thing that makes me kind of hesitant is because it's the first gen, you know? Of course, of course. And I think, I mean, that's something a lot of, I think, tech people realize when they start, like, you know, start really getting into tech. They, they're so excited to buy a new product. Of course, like, you, if you're reviewing stuff, of course, that's what you have to do. But it's like, I, I always, I, when I was growing up, I always wanted the next iPhone. I always wanted the newest iPhone. I always, with the newest features and the newest this the newest that and my i remember my dad was always like telling me he was like just wait just like wait for them to figure out all the kinks and let them come up with a software update that'll that'll fix all of that stuff or just wait for a new phone where they have the same features just better and i think that that is exactly what's going to be the case here which i don't think is avoidable i really don't because they're not going to know until it's really out there running with normal people yeah like you can't I mean, even like with my apps, with anything, like you can't replicate like real world testing with it. Right. People will do stuff with a machine and put it in like situations, temperatures, whatever that you can't even think about, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and if you make like a million laptops, like a million MacBooks, that's, that's a lot of, even if like there's an error of like 1%, that's still a lot of machines that are going to have issues. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I, I'm excited though. I feel like, I kind of feel like Apple's got its groove back a little bit. I don't know. Like, I feel like they're kind of, there's something is different and I don't know if that's, uh, what's his name? I've, I, uh, Johnny Ive? yeah. 
since he's gone, I don't, you know, like now I'm like, maybe he left and Apple's like, woohoo, we can party. <laughs> but there's like kind of this change in, I feel like, approach by Apple. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I don't, I don't know what that's motivated by. It could totally be by, by him leaving. I just, I don't know why it's happening, but I'm not mad about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, same, same. I wonder if he designed the 20, the latest MacBook. I don't know. I don't know where his designs ended, but. Right, I don't know either. He wasn't, I mean, of course he left before the, they probably made this video, but he wasn't, you know, he usually like talks in the videos about the designs mm -hmm. of the device. He wasn't the one talking, but I don't, I mean, I, I, they could have just, he could have been gone after he designed it and they used his designs. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess probably up until everything 2019, I'd say. And then, yeah, which is all good. Like Apple, I think, really got stuck like being the, they got comfortable and they started making mistakes. Like they just kept going on with things that had worked in the past. Like let's make things thinner and thinner and thinner. And then you, now you've got this keyboard that's like a nightmare to repair. It's just not as good, you know? And so you have like limits and like even the phones, like now the phones are a little bit thicker and bigger, but you're getting way better battery life. You know, exactly. it's the stuff that people care about. Right, right. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of Apple. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for the future of DJI drones. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah. So thanks, Brian. Th this has been fun. Um, we we got to talk leaks next time, the iPhone 12 leaks, um, and get into a little bit about that. I did see some renders. Speaking Same. about first gen stuff, it looks like it's going to be a pretty big change from the 11, I yeah. think. Yeah. Do, so speaking about first gen product, do you think you'll get an iPhone 12 or? Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, as much as I, I don't know. Yeah, I will. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks. I, this has been fun. So uh, we got to get you back again and talk more Apple stuff or just tech in general. Yes, thank um, you so much. Yeah, thanks. I don't, I was just thinking like out loud, like I don't think we have um, any other, anything else coming up, but there's Worldwide Developer Conference in June. So whatever happens there, maybe we can talk again about that. Yes, for sure. For sure. Cool. Yeah, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Fox Nomad podcast. Thanks, Brian, for being my guest and talking tech with me. Thank you, all of you who've listened and left ratings. If you haven't left a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast, please go ahead and do so now. It's a huge help to the podcast. But thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you in the next episode.